The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> OffTheRecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Ungo. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Brian, you're a fucking piece of shit. It's official. It's absolutely official. Oh, man. Um, I'm Art. And I'm Brian. Listen to that. Me talking when nobody else is talking? That's weird. Whoa. That's weird. It's happening, folks. I I actually, I Uh, listened to whatever show that was where you got a little irked because he was doing that and you said you might have a delay um and this is just compounding <laughs> that issue i think right <laughs> well yeah i thought maybe i was i thought it was a technical issue and then he revealed quickly <laughs> no no that's just my personality the, yeah well you so, guys can be a little hard honest. to talk with sometimes because you're talking so much there's no gap in conversation so I, yeah. i'm gonna throw it right back at you hey Give That's a little true. space. Hey, we, hey, we, we don't leave big old blank spaces. Imagine that. <laughs> I think, I think you guys should just, consider it. It's not a bad thing. You know, let's ruminate. Well, how about ruminate. just for the, the introduction of the podcast, which we've done 600 times, you just allow for the title and then people's names. People's well, names. What do you think? You're just so trigger happy to just jump right in. I mean, Art and I are, <laughs> Art and I, we have to like vent a little bit. We got to say weird words and make sounds. Apparently, I think Art did it too. Okay. He was just first. Let's <laughs> let's have a little robot time for Art, and then we can have just a talk over everyone time for Brian. And I mean, be Brian threw the- me under the bus there. Read the room, Wham. Come on, it's like you're hosting this thing. <laughs> like, trying. give us some space. I'm trying. <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying so hard. You do a, you do a great job, yeah. Wham, and I I don't mean to dig oh, into you because you. I'm very thankful for the work that you do and you know, <laughs> Thanks. we have podcasts without you sometimes and it's very hard and it, you know, there's no well, you know, there's no talking over and Well, the good news is it's Thursday. We don't have to talk uh, you know, to each other. You just have to answer questions. That's true. Just, Unless you have something you want to get off your chest right away. Oh, I'm, no. I'm into questions. You're into questions. Yeah. Okay. So the story you were talking about before we started recording, you want to get into maybe later? Yeah. I mean, it's less, less of a story than you guys think probably, but, uh, that's yeah. A Sunday. That's, sure. it, that's, 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 it a feels like party. Sunday. That's a Sunday. That's Sunday. Yeah. That's Sunday. Okay. This that is Thursday, weird. Warren. <laughs> no, I know. Get your days were... straight, bro. I'm I'm straight as ice. I don't but think these you guys are, are talking. Dude, the questions you're asking. <laughs> these guys were talking about we need to get into the podcast so we can talk about this. Well, and I was like, well, shit, if it's important, you can talk about it right now. Can that happens sometimes, Lane? Lane, figure no. it out. No. Lane, can you record this, please? <laughs> this is all being recorded, dude. No, I mean the video. Yeah. Oh, uh, too late. No, we're good. What are we we're gonna good. do with the video? I don't know. I think we. I noticed you've been chopping it up a Just little bit, throwing it on in, Instagram. Uh, I think it would be good with our faces. You know, if you're gonna do little clips. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I think it's nice to have. I don't like it. Maybe. Uh, maybe you could go in and out from. Yeah. Some. Yeah, you can do that and, if you want to do that. You can do that for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cutting up video. Yeah. From Dyson. Um, okay, well, it is Thursday. You guys have nothing to talk about. So, questions it is. <laughs> yes. That is right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doing work. Bobby Reed with the cars says. <laughs> oh, man. He, you know what it is, Warren? Because Brian gives delay. you, he gives you a beat. 
to start talking and then he says something. <laughs> I take it, yeah. Like he's going for comedic timing for himself. <laughs> oh, God, wait know. a second here and then. No, it's like he's giving space to, for someone else to talk and then right when they're, the normal time would be to talk, he starts talking. It's true. I agree, Lane. It's true. I'm giving awkward social cues. I agree. I, you know, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm still getting used to Zoom, right? <laughs> Zoom. It's been like twelve years. I know. Twelve years of Zoom. Would, over would I do the same thing in person too? No, I don't think so. I think it's a no, computer no. thing. Hmm. I think you have a delay. Oh, it's like a just a beat delay. No, no, you guys are right. I hear. I, I give a little space. I hear, you know, there's a little gap, and then I just jump right in right when you're jumping into. It's it it, it There's no delay. That <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not gonna blame it on the delay. But we've gone on too much about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Isn't isn't? I think it's really pretty have. entertaining, actually. Oh yeah, for sure. We yeah. Really have. And by I the think way, the oh, last man. time was the was probably Brian's biggest offense because you ended a sentence and then gave a beat and then you started talking again. Like, you know, there was not like, there wasn't a back and ping pong. I think yeah. my question was like, should we get into questions? And you say, <laughs> yeah, you should get into questions. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah. and in that gap, I had started the questions, which you'd asked for, yeah. but that's my bad. I'm just, I'm still learning the zoom thing. I'm just, uh, wham, I think your gap is too big. Maybe you got to keep those gaps tight. I think is what's happening. Oh. If there is no gap, if you don't take it, <laughs> oh, there you go. You're no longer podcasting. This is a Santa thing. See, see, this is what happens. That's why Santa crashed because he went for the gap and it was too, too tight yeah. and you would end up fucking running yes. into people. So, yeah. That's exactly. So if I don't take that gap that Brian's giving me, I'm no longer podcasting. And then he's jumping right back in there like Prost yep. or Prost or Harvey said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, are you ready? Just nod. <laughs> it was a slight no and then a yes. All right, we're good. I'm going to read now. This is happening. Bobby Reed with the cars says, I have a tool for installing door window felt clips on my Triumph TR6. What's the most specialized tool that you have? That's a very special tool. tool. Jesus, a felt hmm. clip tool. It's, what does it look like? How many times do you have to do that? And it can't be just for a <laughs> Triumph. It's got to be. Apparently it I mean, is generic. Well, I, is, it, is it, does it have to be curved a certain way? Cause I'm picturing like that little felt that goes along the top of the door, right? Is that, is that what we're talking right. about? Like, I would guess it's like be. all British cars or something. I know, I guess, right? Yeah. Or whatever, why would they make different, the doors would be the same for all those cars about. Yeah. Right. The way so, that yeah. fits. So I, I'm thinking. But maybe they did have it advertised as a, like, get this to reinstall your windows. It'll help you out. Well, and you're like, oh, yeah. So I had a pretty specialized tool with the C4 Corvette. So that has that giant clamshell hood. And that cable, the hood release cable can break. And if that oh, breaks, yeah. you're very screwed. So they had this mm. special uh, tool that was just like a long end with a little kink on it. Uh, and And you go in and you pull the pull the latch uh so you can get the the heavy thing up although i think could you also that would be a problem with most cars too right like if the hood latch uh you know falls apart then you're screwed no matter what yeah major but i think it's probably just more common on a c4 or something yeah i was gonna say because it's a corvette has a stuff breaks a lot maybe it's just like uh, under more tension or something because it's such a big hood or Mm -hmm. i don't know so, um, Brian, right. do you That's have weird. that because it wouldn't open or to prevent in case future I would, I bought it oh, to prevent case. future problems. So I even, I oh. bought it with, I, 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 I replaced the, uh, cable. And while I was replacing the cable, I saw this tool and I was like, I have to buy this tool because if I don't buy it, it's bad luck and it'll happen to me. If I do buy it, then I'll never have a problem. It was one of those scenarios. So, so 25, 25 think, bucks later, I just gave it away with the car when I sold it. I think that um, in this case, it's probably an access thing, right? Like most cars, you just yeah. it's right there. You can remove the grill and you have access to the lash, right. whereas in this case, it's like buried underneath a wheel wall or some shit. Like who knows yeah, it's, it's under this huge clamshell. It's like, a, a, yeah, it's like halfway between the edge of the hood by the A-pillar and the wheel. And to get in there is nearly impossible. Yeah. 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 That's gnarly. Um, the only I, other tool, the only tool that I think would be specialized that I own is, a, is the, um, the, the fan clutch removal tool for BMWs. Mm, you know what I'm talking that about? That is so nice <laughs> yeah, to have. I, I yeah, have one really... somewhere. 
really nice to have. Dude, doing, yeah, messing with that stuff without that tool is, cause it's gotta be so skinny, right? You can't, yeah. you can't get a blade in there, uh, like a screwdriver doesn't really work. You gotta capture both. You know, it's, it's that one, right? That's kind of got, right, that it, one. you, yeah, you yeah. capture, yeah. Uh, that's fan clutch removal tool in general, right? I think it's not just BMW. It, I was gonna ask. Yeah, I don't know if it's Mercedes as well or, or just in general or what the deal is. Yeah. I kind of remember having those at the, the radiator shop that I worked at and we, it was basically, it was just a standard fan clutch thing. Yeah. It's just funny how like it goes from being like, like a, a five minute job to like a possibly well over an hour of struggling if you don't have it and possibly failing at the end, which is, <laughs> it's so gnarly. Yeah. I just built a tool recently for my E30, which I used to have at my shop, but, um, it's just the oil light reset and it's, oh, yeah. it's not much of a tool really, but it's, two wires and then I put a fuse in it and you, you open the little uh, diagnostic port in the engine bay and you just bridge these hmm. two pins and you hold it there for five seconds and it resets all the little green, yellow, uh, red lights on the dash. That's right. So I think it's, I'm not sure if it's really based on mileage or time. I'm not exactly sure. Or starts. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I looked it up and there are some that you can buy that have a little switch, but then, there's an old like post about someone who had made one and had the pin diagnostic or the uh, diagram and I, I built it and put it in there and it worked. So art, if you ever need to reset your oil light, holler I probably do actually. I need to check. Uh, well, or I can actually make my own. It sounds like, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was kind of fun to make and it worked. Another one. So that's a one, one thing. One I made for the E30 was uh, a transmission um, fill plug wrench and it was basically like hmm. if you go under there uh that the distance between the transmission and the tunnel is very small it's too small for a standard wrench with a with a bit uh and so we just had a you know i had some old uh you know tool that was like kind of just a bar and and so we just welded a the the top of a of a bolt uh, the head of a bolt onto it uh, and that, and that nice. bolt fit perfectly. And so then it's just like a blade with just a little head. And it, so it was like perfect. And you need kind of a lot of torque on that to, to get those, uh, fill plugs out. Um, especially cause you're taping them, you know, with the goop and everything. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's good. I like the ones where you, yeah, you get a wrench or something and you cut it or whatever it is to make it for this one job that you do over, over and over. A lot of shops have those yeah. kind of tools. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those. I, bought actually that was already cut it's basically just an open-end wrench that's cut like three quarters of it off so it's this little stubby thing and it's for the um for the uh shifter on top of the transaxle on a 944 hmm. see there you go hmm. yeah perfect all right uh never outnumbered says any experience and or thoughts on the new v60 volvo hybrid polestar Thinking it might be my one car solution for HPDE, backroads, daily, and dog hauler, but not a lot of good info out there. So I, mean, I don't know much about these. Is this the the hybrid supercharge? Yes. Like all of the above yeah, yeah. It's options? Like everything combined. It's supposed to be a cool yeah. car, but I don't know if it's like it doesn't feel like a do all. It's a compromised and all. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a compromised. In, it's forty two hundred like, pounds. As your yeah exactly as your track car candy Def, car definitely not that I think this is what he what he has now is it a manual uh, probably not no I don't think they make a manual no, version I, of that a hybrid I, no. I think these have no, an no Olin way. suspension I know they have big like Bronco brakes so they do right so they, I think that's yeah. why he's thinking that he can adjust the suspension as needed right he can make it stiffer for the track but this is a huge card like I mean um, I yeah. think it's not a very fun track experience it's, and. Uh, I mean, they're supposed steering, to handle like, steering. Feels not great. Yeah, dude, it's just it's a gnarly proposition. I'm I sure think. it handles good and drives well. Mm. Uh, Matt Farah did a, vid I want to say Matt Farah did a one take, like a one take on it or a, some kind of video. Oh, okay, he definitely talked about it on Smoking Tire. The one thing and, that uh, I, uh, oh sorry, good. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like the only thing that I would be concerned about too is like overheating those motors and stuff like on track. Like you should probably look into that. I don't know what the situation is for like it, for that type of driving because like. When you're driving a car on track, cooling is a big a big issue, right? Whether it be brakes, whether it be the engine, whether it be transmission, whatever it may be, 
and then you're putting stresses on this thing that maybe it's not set up to do, you know, like, I, I don't know. That's just something to look into in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's a $4,200 pound car, too, which is, like, that's so much weight to haul down from speed. Like, your your brakes and everything, you're putting so much stress on that compared to, like, a dedicated, like, for, an, like, buy something else and then get, like, a little Miata as your HP, you know, your little track car. Yeah. Like, it, does, it just feels so much, like, consumables would be so much less. Um, just the brake pads and rotors on that Volvo would be a fortune. And uh, and you're putting wear on it. You don't want to put on that thing, and it's just it's just not. Yeah, it's hard wear. It's definitely right. like a occasional track day car, if anything. If you get it at all serious about it, if you yeah. like track days, the, if you want to try out a track day, totally fine. If you like track yeah, yeah. days, it's not going to be right. I mean, you want to be able to flog a car and not worry about it for one. And yeah, just the consumables and all that weight and the, yeah, the tires especially. Yeah, I think those are all the right points, Lane. Yeah, and like we've we like Art was talking about with like heating up, you know, um, you know, modern cars are definitely good at that. Like water temps usually stay pretty good and everything. But um, I don't know if you saw like recently Matt Farah posted the thing of the the Lexus. Um, what's the what's LC? Yeah, um, the LC five hundred, and he had the brake fluid like like come on. Was on, it? Like, I thought it was the tranny. Spiritedly. Wasn't it the tranny fluid? Sorry, tranny tranny mm. fluid light. And that's the same thing we encountered at Laguna Seca too. So, yeah. like the car I was driving had the same thing. The mm-hmm. the tranny fluid light it was saying tranny temps high, and mm-hmm. then I also had a brake problem in that car, um, where it it basically it just like the brakes kind of went away from me, and it and it said like brakes were too hot or something um, mm. when we you know so you, you know those big hefty cars, I think they're 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 good and it's like it's good for if you're going somewhere and you hit a back road and super fun and everything but i don't think go doing it over and over is what you want to do yeah i agree i agree uh walter michael wood says why does it feel like coastal range rally north 2018 was like 10 years ago lol because it was (laughs) i mean (laughs) everything feels like 10 years ago yeah Uh, yeah it was a long time ago, but I was just looking at some of our uh, our Coastal Range Rally Sierra routes that we did, and there's a bad fire going through some amazing parts of that section. So uh, hopefully it's all good for the next time we can do it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, too bad. Yeah, North Lars, North sounds like feels like so long ago. I mean, even Sierra feels like um, eons ago. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, North, we were already, we were dealing with fi- wildfire. That smoke mm-hmm. on day mm-hmm. two was like pretty gnarly. Really bad. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny to th- look back at that. And that was sort of like, felt like the beginning of these big wildfires. And it was this, it was a huge fire up there. Yeah. Um, and the smoke was pretty bad. And then you compare it to last Wednesday, the smoke that we had with, yeah. These like four fires or whatever is like not even comparable. <laughs> like it's so much worse now. Yeah, yeah. That was like just some haze. You wouldn't even really notice. Uh, it was pretty bad, dude. It I was had an instant headache from it. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, but I mean, Wednesday was like, it looked, uh, I don't know, yeah. totally apocalyptic. You couldn't see the yeah, sky. It really yeah, I feel like all. it was yeah. smellier though there. there. It was way smellier. Mm-hmm. Because it was lower. Yeah. It was lower. So you, we were actually, you were actually more in the smoke. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was different. Dude, it really that that uh, that thing though. I'll just one real quick. I did post one picture of it, just like like a blood orange sky, and like it was so dim. Like it was, it really. I don't know about you guys, but it really affected my mood. Like yeah. it was like it's such a weird oh, thing. For like sure. it's like super dark oh, all of a sudden in the middle of the day, and like yeah. so absolutely. Gnarly. We had crickets at three p.m. Our street light was on at four. I mean, it was uh yeah. Totally I didn't see surreal. any pictures of what it looked like. <laughs> No, I didn't either. <laughs> I wish someone would have documented it. I wish someone it. would Gosh. post it somewhere, like yeah. Instagram or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Just at least a couple, right? Yeah. A couple of photos? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. Yeah. I'm glad Mars ours documented Brunk. it so I can look back and see. And, and every single one was like, it said the current time and said what time it felt like. Every single co- <laughs> every single post. <laughs> or Or what planet right. you were on. Mars. <laughs> yeah, right. well, oh, that's right. It, went, it, went from, it just feels like Mars. It's kind of like apocalyptic. apocalyptic. It did go to a Venus. It did go to a Venus at some point. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Lars Brunkhorst says, what would DWA do? I recently was given a car from a family member, 2005 Passat TDI. 
He doesn't specify if it's a sedan or a wagon. I'm going to guess it's a sedan, which is great, but needs a lot of little fixes and has 300,000 miles. Body is rust-free and engine and transmission is in great shape, but all the little stuff was never taken care of. And when I started looking at all the little things that need to be fixed, the nickel and diming starts to hurt. It's not really worth anything because of the mileage, but at the same time, it isn't junk. Do I try and sell it? Do I fix some things and sell it or steal the motor for a swap? Whoa. Motor for a swap at 300,000 miles? I don't, I I'm not really seeing it. that. Yeah. How, how much do swaps cost? I mean, he's putting a 300,000 mile engine into something. So that's, yeah. yeah. Swapping, you would pick a different car. Yeah. Yeah. Is he in Canada yeah. or something? Like that seems like a 2005. I don't think we got diesels here, right? I think he's in Michigan. Okay. Oh. The snow. So, well, I mean, rust free is a big deal, right? For them, also. Well, it depends on uh, if he needs a car. Uh, right. Does he need an extra car? <laughs> like, if you need a mm-hmm. car, then it sounds like try he doesn't it. because yeah. he's willing to sell it. Right. Yep. So if you don't need a car, then probably not worth messing with it unless you're. It's a desirable car, right? Like it's something that you want. Like, why mess with it? So yeah, just off. I it. think with with. With he kind of has, I mean, he threw it in there at the end. Like I think he needs to identify what would help appreciate the value the most with, like, in terms of these little things. Like if you know, I don't know, like, so maybe a trim goes gray and you just replace that. And like, look, just to spruce up the, a few little things to get it to that next level because some of that stuff can really, uh, you know, impact the, no. the value of a car and, and what it sells. That's for. not what he's talking. So, he's ta- he's not talking about well, like turning it into like trying to do a flip. I, I think he well, either wants he to did. keep it and he fixes those little things, and or and he it, just he offs said, right? it, and you don't you don't mess with any of it because it's not going to be worth it to mess with any of the bits for a three hundred thousand mile Maybe car. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I don't know what they go for. Yeah, I don't but, know. Um, and we don't know I what mean, the bits mean either. Yeah, I think also people always say this stuff about diesels. It's like just three hundred thousand miles, no big deal. Yeah. But that's when big stuff starts to go wrong. I mean, there's high pressure uh, fuel systems. fuel pressure regulators, yeah. and yeah, exactly, and. Um, turbos. I mean, yeah. God, Lane went through two turbos or whatever right. on yours, right? Three. Um, if any of that stuff has a problem, transmissions, like, yeah, they're good now, but do you really want to like invest in this car that is already looking like it needs a bit of work and has 300,000 miles? I'd sell it. I would just, yeah, and you sell don't it need and put it. That, and there's no reason to put that into something you really love or care about, yeah. you know, the money. I mean, and the, the only caveat is if, if you are, he he has the opportunity here to just drive drive it until it uh turns to dust. So if there if if by having this car if you have extra space uh it's not bothering anyone and you can keep miles off your other car by having a beater around uh you know I, I you know you just run it for that but I think it's a rare case where you have all the extra room in the world and 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 that would be the scenario but um Otherwise, just, and just sell more it. Important than three thousand dollars in your pocket or whatever it is. Yeah, right. The real thing is, what right. happens if? So he got gifted this car from a family member. Maybe there's like some sort of pressure to I to keep it uh, versus sell it because then you know he sells it and he you know why didn't the family member sell it you know and the, is it really his money to keep? It's kind of a weird gray area where you might feel some pressure like. Uh, I don't want to just be a scummy uh, guy that takes this gift and then sells it. Um, I don't know. There might be an element. I, I think the fact that he's the fact that he's throwing out selling it as an option. It's not a, a emotional attachment thing. Yeah. You know, it's not Grandma Betty's uh, prize Passat. Betty, huh? I don't know. Maybe it is. Betty, what was your grandma's name, Art? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say abuela. <laughs> uh, Richard Chen says, or do you guys have any more to add to that? No, we, uh, we do. One thing I will okay. say is I was just looking at his his Instagram. His daily slash tow pig is a Cadillac Escalade. E, uh, what is it? ESV. So oh. uh, maybe it is good to have the diesel. In, in addition as a, to as a backup, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Dude, he went ESV. That's cocky. I like a little it. nicer to uh, nicer to drive around. You know, smaller and better gas mileage and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. You can all. There's always the gambler option if you want to get crazy. <laughs> we should mention that for anybody always who asks. A gambler us. option. Yeah. 
that's true. We should start that for everything. So here, first off, let's just mention gambling. Yeah. Okay, we've got that out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Now, let's go to X, Y, and Z. All right. Richard Chen. How are you, Richard? He says, is there any car that you'd consider owning with little or no local support, like repairing obscure components, sourcing parts, et cetera, say within a 250-mile radius? So you live 250 miles from the closest repair shop, parts source for said car. Mm. Would you own that car? So what he's asking is, would you buy a Citroen? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, <laughs> too. Or the his little yeah. Honda Beat, right? Or his Mira. 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 Richard Chen has a Mira? Yeah, he has the uh what um Daihatsu Mira. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying Mira. <laughs> yeah, no, Mira. I did too. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a good those are good points. The all the JDM stuff is obviously tricky. I think it's gotten better, Art, don't you think? Like with the world being so small yeah, now. I mean that... you, you have stuff here and in LA, like pretty extensively. I think the only issue there is um oh sorry. Um I was gonna jump into an answer there, but um, for me, it's like, I think, you know, anything can get shipped. If it's not a primary vehicle, like whatever, the car can sit, right? The, it's it's where, where if things are a pain in the ass to fix because it's a weird complex car that I have an issue with, like it's um, yeah. because you don't have, I mean, if you're not, you're not going to tow it 250 miles, so you're basically stuck working on it, right? So like, obviously this is a weird yep. arcane vehicle that is probably your sixth car, but like if it is a pain in the ass to work on, I'm kind of out. I've, I've, I've grown to a point in life where I'm just over that stuff. <laughs> like I just don't want to deal with it. Uh, that's just what my kind of feel about yeah. Says K, K swap guy. <laughs> hey man, it's plug and play. I know. We all want to know where plug and play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> right down the aisle. Ask Alex Stadel about that. Yeah, he's custom right. guy. Plug and play. He's custom guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why is Art on mute? Um, I think I'd own a Volkswagen Beetle. I, Art said something and I didn't hear it. Was, was that just Nothing. me? Uh, yeah. Oh. He said custom guy, right? Volkswagen Beetle, if I was 250 miles from anywhere and I had to ship everything and uh, I had to do all the work on it, I feel like it's so simple. Mm. It's old, but it's it's also been done. There's so much literature and yeah. um, having done it before. Maybe even like a 356 Porsche or something. Say, I mean, same same idea, mm. right? Yeah. And it's old enough where the complexity is pretty low and there's enough of them. So you could still get parts shipped to you. I think I would take that on your carburetor guy, huh? I, I, I don't know if I can, I'm, I'm not, but I'd, I'd uh, be in my cabin in Idaho and I'd have plenty of time to uh, <laughs> yeah, read about it. I mean, it's interesting to make that comment though, because uh, you know, you're already kind of primed. Like you're saying that like no support, but in Santa Cruz while we were growing up is like the home of old Volkswagen repair. So we're kind of swimming in it. It's like a theoretical situation, right? Like we are the yeah, epicenter of course, for it. Of course. Uh, no, I'm just saying if I moved to uh, like Elko, Nevada right. and there's no shop, yeah. would I take on a car like that? And I think that's one of those, like a 356 Porsche, you could, you could make it work. I could, yeah. I could wrench on it. I, I see how it all works, yeah. you know, for compared to a lot of other cars. What about a 10 year old Mercedes Benz twin turbo? Uh, what is it? 600 SL or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, thank yeah. you. So his question is, which car would you want where there's no support? Right? Well, he says, I think it's more, would you, uh, would you own a car, uh, that there is no support for? Is there any car that you'd consider owning? Yeah. Mm. So you're going down a beetle. That's it has to be that basic for you to do. I don't, so I don't my, think so. A car I would consider a car I would consider buying, Saab 900 Turbo, uh, SPG oh, okay. or convertible. Um, hmm. That that there's like, I mean, I guess we have some shops in town, so we have two or three shops that'll yeah, touch it. I guess but, that kind of throws that out the window, but. I feel like there's yeah. very little the the company doesn't even exist anymore. It's definitely an oddball right. one. That makes it that makes like parts hard to get and you know anywhere outside really of Santa Cruz. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I'm out. I don't think Art, I, I wouldn't like car? it. I don't think I would do it. You wouldn't like it, yeah. It, it yeah. depends on the car. I think Art's point though is a primary if it's a primary car, I would not do that yeah. at all. That'd be crazy. Um even but a then again, second people, car. It's like you want that. There's to be people your, that like, live like not ex, like experienced mechanics, but just like imagine you have your Land Rover out in the Kalahari, 
and you have to live with it and figure it out, and it takes forever to deal with. But do you want that life? Landor was actually be, good because they yeah. actually made they they were there and stuff. So there's parts everywhere there. Uh, that's true, but I'm just <laughs> picturing some remote outpost, and you're you're the guy that has to fix it and deal with it. It yeah. kind of sucks, right? <laughs> that's a it's a well, tough. Place it depends to be, on what landor, right? If it's a super early one, like or something, aren't they like notoriously basic? Well, like, I, he's just talking about any no, car I'm now. Saying it's like primary primary vehicle. Gotcha, gotcha. And you're out yeah. that far. It's not a fun. Yeah. I I feel yeah. like I need to get the answer is a car, right? Like so, Lane went, you went, and I still haven't. I can't think of like something. I'm trying to think of like. Like it, it's got to be maybe something. I think the JDM angle is interesting. It could be like, like an R thirty foot R thirty four Skyliner R thirty three. That's definitely one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're they're similar enough to other stuff though. Like I was thinking more along the lines of like actually no, that doesn't help either. I but there's still there's still bespoke stuff where like yeah. you you have to overnight it from Japan and stuff, and yeah. uh, you're definitely not. I don't know if you're, but that's the thing. Most of the places, all the places we live, you're going to find someone to work on these things. I know, right? Um, but, but that's a good answer, though. I like it. Yeah, it's, I, let's I would say, say you were able to get an R33 400 r totally. I'm sure you would jump on that. Dude. Absolutely. Those are, I don't know how much those are now, but they were a $200,000 car when they were new. Yeah, so. yeah. I would absolutely do it. Yeah, an R34, too. Same deal. I, and I think yeah. around here, you're, you don't have anyone that's like a specialist, right? But you have places that could probably wrench on stuff. So it is a little weird. It's a little obscure. And then the parts themselves are definitely not available, right? So, yeah. Um, but it's definitely a car I would absolutely consider owning if I could afford it. I've, I've, uh, uh Richard I've also changed asks, my mind. I'll uh, just sorry. answer it quick. So there's two that I would consider FJ70 Land Cruiser, which we never got. Good one. And, a good um, one. a K van. Okay. But that's mostly really? because Clark, is here round cat racing so and he work. is he kind of you know he's yeah. not gonna work on it but at least he hasn't he has crossed that bridge before he knows what's up so maybe that's not a fair answer but i think also like a vw bug that is a very simple vehicle right um and right. you could probably you can do everything you need to do on right. that thing um yeah the k-van you're talking about yeah yeah I just feel like there's going to be obscure electronics and timing stuff that would get frustrating. Like, you don't have that as much on an I older mean, vehicle. It's a super old. The engine's been made since, what, the 60s or something? It's not like yeah. it hasn't changed, right? Like, we were talking to Clark the other day, and um, the brand new one is exact same engine as the old car, except it has fuel injection. Huh. Um, right, right. So, I don't think there's, I don't think it's obscure. I don't think the engine's anything special or anything. You know, it's just a little. And, and yeah, I guess I would just want to yeah. avoid that. Well, and in your point, and to your point, Lane. So it's it, it it you may not have access to those parts here, but they've made millions in Japan, right? So you can yeah. definitely get the parts. It's just a matter of getting them to you, so you can wrench. Yeah, you have to get them from there. Japan. Yeah, yeah, you can get them overnight or what? Yeah, overnight. But it's not. I don't think it's like a uh, Peugeot or something like that, where it's a little more. Those are a little more uh, interesting I'm and just, a little probably less reliable. Then, uh, I'm just glad you pronounce it Pujo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pronou- like, like emphasize the poo. Like poo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard also goes on to say the Nissan Z Proto was revealed. What do you think? And no, it's not. Five thirty. Is that the four hundred Z? Yeah, at five thirty is the the actual oh. uh, reveal. So we, I don't think we. Well, there's some there's some uh, spy shots, but you can kind of. It looks like a bigger BRZ, really. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a Jaguar F Type scaled down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down. I I don't have a problem with I, it. My, I like yeah. the rear haunches are a little more streamlined now. So they they're saying manual they, manuals happening uh, and twin turbo V6, right? So. Um, I think, or was it a V8? I don't even know. I think it was a V6. That'd be cool. No, they don't. Can't that be would be a V8. cool. V, V6. Yeah. V6. I mean, back to the roots. I think well, that's what they're doing. Straight right? straight V32 twin nice. turbo. And the rear looks, yeah, the rear taillights look like the 300ZX. Like they're influenced, inspired by those. Um, my only. 300ZX had a V6, right? Yeah, I did. Twin turbo V6. Yeah. Um, my yeah, only yeah. thing is that I want it to be lighter than the 370Z. Like I want, I want them to Fuck like yeah. use good materials and, and make that shit happen. I think it's possible. Miata did it. They did it from the 350 to 370. So if they can do that with a manual, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and but if they're adding turbos and stuff, yeah, uh, it could add a little bit. You have to have a lot more plumbing and yeah, a lot more. Figure you know, it out. Cooling. Yeah. Yeah. It looks slimmer. I mean, that's 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 one thing I do like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can, I mean, uh, smaller and lighter. And three, 350 was so gross looking and just so thick and 
we and then 370 was a little better, but then the I don't know, they're still not good mm-hmm. in the styling. Still department. heavy looking. Yeah, super heavy. heavy. Like almost like melted. Like it just got like like really fat and yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't dig them. Um, What's up with I, that? I wish they would go more back to the 240. What's up with the name? Which is like Proto. it looks like they're going 240. No prototype. He's saying Proto. It's a 400Z, I think. Yeah, that's what they're calling. I it. think that's what he's saying. Yeah. They got a new logo that they're kind of messing with too in the yeah. photos that I'm seeing. I, mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. Eat with Navid says one of the reasons I sold my long hood Porsche. I didn't know he sold it. Yeah, thing. me neither. Is this the one with the black the one? swap that came on the rally? You guys mm-hmm. don't follow him on Instagram. He got a yep. GT3. Yep. Or yeah. Oh, good for you. Um, I do follow him, but I just, I don't know. My Instagram has been weird lately getting a lot of like weird, I think it's social, social dilemma. Well, also social media dilemma. Well, also he's, I mean, he's a photographer, so he's taking pictures of different cars all the time. Right. And so it's like a little hard to keep up with what his car is. Um, I don't know about yeah. that. It was pretty he clear. Like three posts ago, he said, he just talks about how he got his three his gt3 yeah oh cool it's pretty insane good for you man pretty insane yeah. so um so i have an i'll, I'll 996 after you, gt3 after you read that i mean or here actually i should mention it wham if you don't know what it is it's like a fully built track spec 996 gt3 so keep that it's in mind when he's, when he's talking about this camping idea okay gotcha um well i did see one of those similar uh, build go down a muddy road on the 50 year storm that's true. On our eights or yeah. whatever those were. Is that advisable? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not believe he made it. But anyways, um, all right. So that rear uh, weight bias a, definitely helped. Dude, yeah, exactly. Navid got a GT3, and he wants to start doing longer distance road trips and possibly camping out of it. Problem is, I've never camped a day in my life. LOL. Please send me Jeez. tips, suggestions, guidance, location, destinations, etc. I'm likely going to try and get a rooftop tent, but that's about as far as I've gotten. So. Need the camping while awesome pro tips. Oh, dude, this is dude, so going to break up for them. This is so funny. It's and like by the way, a hardcore track car. Yeah. By the way, didn't he say the way he phrases it? Doesn't he say he basically got this car for doing these trips? <laughs> like he's well, he long distance trips, but with camping. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah which so i completely I, I, support by the possibly, way no no no. It says, it says long distance trips and possibly possibly camping, camping. okay so that's the that's the verbiage okay. so, i mean the only he's got a couple things going for him here um adjustable suspension maybe well, some hold, on, hold on tires. you're, di- and, you're hold, diving hold on, in hold on, hold on. Wait, no dude wait, 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 we have wait. to start all right you're diving in and i just we have to start he mentions his first step is getting a rooftop tent can we please just start there and at a very high level say you don't need to start with a rooftop don't tent, please. Like, that, <laughs> that, don't do that. That's kind of ridiculous. We can get into that after Art. Okay, I want to hear what Art has to say, and I'll I'll back back. Okay, okay. You know, we can tie those two. To, we can tie those two things together. They have a okay. very sizable frunk, right? So, believe it or not, you can fit quite a bit of shit in there. So, like, I think especially for these, yeah. you know, these camping trips, that could be it, a collapsible tent that he throws in there, right? So, he has the room. It's just the car is totally not set up for that it's like super it's a track spec car that he's gonna be driving long distances like he needs to soften that suspension and get some ground clearance first that's what i see if he wants to do it if not it's it's not not the right choice you know like super loud and uncomfortable and it's like i I mean i i think he kind of knows what he's in with the car it like what he's look you know he already knows the car like yeah he knows what he signed up for. yeah he knows what he signed up for and i guess he's okay with that by the way, the, the rad is, car. Like, what stuff does he need to carry with him and stuff like that? Oh, it's I got a full well, cage. Starting... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm recommending it's fucking GT3 buckets and and yeah. like the tall shifter. And... I, I have a feeling that he does not know what he's into with the car because he's never been camping and he doesn't know what it takes to get to the campsites in a lot of yeah, cases. So, so I think well, that's what I mean. I yeah. feel like we start with the car. You, I think it's possible. I mean, he could just lift it a little bit, put some uh, more more sidewall on that thing. And it'll be an interesting kind of rally-esque kind of experience, right? I mean, like, they do rally those cars, and and, and he has a frunk, so he can stuff the shit in there. I'll let, dude, let you guys talk what are the details if he needs a camping stove. So I slammed. don't think so, dude. He's I, so I, slammed. I, I, well, I think – I don't think ground clearance is needed. Most campsites what? are totally accessible. I think yeah, he's, you're right. You're right. I think he's totally fine. 
the hardest part is probably going to be the fixed buckets. To be honest, you need to bring some things and uh, I think those are fixed. Is, did you guys say that? I'm staring yeah, at a picture of the back. Yeah. So he's got a full They're cage fixed. in the back and, and the fixed buckets, like so getting stuff in and out of there up behind his right. seat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be like the yeah. big thing. I mean, at least he's got a rear seat delete, which I guess isn't saying much, uh, for one really of these cars. Yeah. But I think Empty the biggest thing compartment, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him one tip. Doesn't matter any of the car. He's totally fine. Packing's gonna be a problem, but it'll be a good problem to sort out. Maybe instead of a rooftop tent, you get a basket up there so you can actually like stash stuff there. Biggest thing is get on, get in the loop on making reservations. That's the hardest thing about camping nowadays is reservations are impossible to get. They open like six Mm. months to a year in advance and they're gone like immediately. So you gotta be on all the, all the websites where in some cases it's day by day opening. So you got to be on there at like Pacific time, 8 a.m. and get reservations or, or you just kind of like poke around and try to get lucky. Weekday camping is way more accessible than weekend. So if you can pull that, you're totally. golden. So plan all of it around weekday. He probably can, right? Uh, I, I would guess with his schedule. So yeah. Well, let's not forget about first come, first serve and then right. BLM and, yeah. and so, national forest land that you can go to anytime. Yeah. So one thing when Brian, when you were talking just now, the first thing I thought about, or I had never thought about this before, I guess. It's a uh, one more, f- it's one for a rooftop tent because I always struggle to find a reason to have a rooftop tent. It seems very like frivolous. It's like, why do you need this? It's like a lot of times it's just more of a hassle than anything else. It's like being able to go somewhere that isn't a campsite and just put your tent up, right? Like kinda, on your vehicle. And kinda. it's a very quick, quick setup where you don't, you're not taking this whole land where you look like a hobo, you just kind of put the thing up and you're, yeah, you're kinda. on your car. It depends yeah. on the tent though. I mean, you can go in, but I mean, it's like the rooftop tents that open, there's ones that open up they to the side down, yeah. and then it's like, you know, you have a ladder. It's not inconspicuous at all. It's like totally obvious. No, I'm not saying inconspicuous, but a little, I guess just if you're not in an area that is a campsite, then you're, you know, you're on, tall grass and all this stuff yeah. and so what you're well, doing I'll is tell you this easier. Warren and I could probably spend 3 hours getting into the nitty-gritty of this because we do this on a separate text thread that we're both on uh but one thing to mention is you're at a campsite say you're up in Tahoe uh you got your you wake up in the morning and then you want to go to some beach around the west shore or something how are you going to get there you want to take the car how are you going to take the car? You got to pack up your entire tent thing before you can bail. If you have a regular well, tent, you have a tent set up. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, if you have a regular tent set up, you don't have to worry about any of that. Your your sleeping bag's there. Your mattress is blown up. It's a tent. It's at your campsite. You bail in your car and you go do something. You know, like it's a whole nother thing. Maybe if you have a pickup and you've got a bike bicycle with you and you can ride places, but I don't know. The, the rooftop tent, There, I think there's definitely trade-offs and... Not to mention the one that, you know, it's either basket or rooftop tent in this case. And a basket's probably going to be more worthwhile. Wham should go. Uh, first of all, rooftop tents are heavy and they are not very aerodynamic. Yep. Um, the, the roof, uh, capacity on my van again is 200 pounds. Those tents are heavy and then you're going to be laying in it with your special lady, hopefully. And, um, I would want to know what a GT3's roof. Yeah, but that's just on your is. roof. That's not like spreading the load in in the way it's it's doing it. Well, no, they no, have... that's for your that's for your roof capacity for those for those racks. Yeah, but that's they for the a... racks themselves, not for the roof. Well, you got to put this no, thing know, on racks. You're putting it on a rack. It's not on the roof. It's on yeah. the racks. racks on the yeah, roof. So it's yeah, 200 pounds. Yeah. Okay. So that, and then if you're going to go with the rooftop tent, I would go with like a. A Barood or a uh, Auto Home, which has a hard shell, because the the Tapuis that are soft shelled, they make a lot of noise. And if you go on long trips, like you have this fucking thing, imagine rallying and stuff, and this thing's just like howling with wind noise. And Art, talk about batteries on top of the the roof there. I mean, you're going from this, you know, low slung sports car to then adding hundreds of pounds yeah, above your head. Gnarly. Yeah, it goes against everything you have. Then might as everything. well just take an e like a. E sixty three wagon and have a better experience, right? 
Right. Yeah. And so what I would do, I agree with your points on that. You can get to all these campsites. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, you will have some slow limitations yeah. getting in and out of stuff, but I would go for the most lightweight shit you can get. Mm-hmm. And that would be like essentially backpacking gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a backpacking tent, the lightest weight, uh, mat, all that stuff that you could put in the front or like throw in the back with the roll cage. And then on top, if you need extra space, get a rocket box or a, yeah. a sleek mm-hmm. storage box up there that you just use for shit. But I would get rid of the rooftop tent idea like immediately. Yeah. And the rocket box looks like, um, that kind of lo- that gives a, that gives a little bit of that vibe too. If you're, if yeah, you're going they've after gotten that better. Look. And uh, gotten better, I agree yeah. though, like I think you're starving more for um, storage than totally. Else. And I mean, think about like if you have uh, someone with you, where's the cooler going to go in that yeah. car? I yeah, mean, yeah. a cooler that can do any is worth anything is going to take up the whole front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you're really camping, that's why you need the rooftop storage for for everything else except for maybe a cooler or. And I don't think you, you know, need whatever. to go with like a lightweight tent per se because well, i mean well, that's a, a, a full-size tent weighs what like five I'm thinking pounds, pack it, 10 pounds i'm thinking packing down yeah you it would be to pack down as small as with possible. T- tents it's a little crazy like uh you can get a cheap tent at uh kmart or wherever costco outdoor world but they're big and heavy and you know they'll set up easy they're great fine quality you know but it's pretty crazy, like the tech that goes into all this backpacking stuff. And, you know, it'll be super high build quality, you know, decent, easy to, easy enough to assemble and it'll pack really tiny. And I think that, I think that's a really good suggestion, Wham. And it's going to pay dividends. Uh, uh, you know, if you use that mentality of like get the higher quality stuff that's going to pack smaller and is going to be well built. Uh, if you use that same buying, uh, uh, lens for the other stuff that you're going to get too, because there are several things, right? Like you're, when you get into the cooking part of it and everything, I mean, people space is going to be an issue here. Uh, weight is an issue. Uh, people go camping for weeks at a time with the backpack on their back. And so that can be a goal. I love that idea. I feel like Ryan Barrett uses that mentality with his E E 46 M three, where he's using like the backpacking point of view for what he brings on the rallies. And it's awesome. I mean, it's super lightweight. You, you can survive. It's very well documented. People are hiking with backpacks all the time. Just keep it with that view. Don't go the overlanding view, which is going to be like, you know, way over building it. Um, and it, it goes with the same theme yeah, of simple. the car that you have and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. How about this, Brian? Go look at motorcycle camping. Yeah. And what those yeah, guys yeah. do. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah. That's a good a call. A rack yeah, will I, be I totally key. agree with that philosophy. You can, yeah, you can even do like canopies off of uh, uh of the rack or whatever. You know, like it doesn't have to be right. like an ARB canopy that like self opens and all of that. But you can lash stuff to whatever rack you have or box and like you know make little areas. You could rig it out. It would be actually a really fun project. That sounds rad. Although yeah. one last bit to my, to the point that I was trying to make earlier. He is a photographer. And so when I think of him camping, I think he wants to put his car in really cool places. And that's like, I don't picture him just going to like a KOA off the side of the freeway. Like I thought he wants to go out like off the beaten path. And that's why I, I think he needs, it's good to build in that flexibility for this type of adventure. Um, but, but I, I don't think he wants with a the safari vehicle. car. No, well, you mean with the vehicle you're talking not about, safari. not the camping gear. He's saying with the vehicle because he's saying to put knobbies yeah, on it. The vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Just like I think it, it, it would, it would really. I don't know. That's I. That's my move. That's what I would do. I but would not- you're talking about compromising the the like batteries on the head and stuff. Like that's the same thing. I think he like he wants to keep the car as like the scalpel that it is. Like right. You don't want to take away from what the car is. In that case, like might as well just have an Audi S4 or something. No. How about have a raced out like basically essentially rally spec race car that he can drive on these fun roads out there. Yeah, so, but like, this thing's uh, already built though. Clearance. It's already built. But, uh, no, I know, yeah. I know. This thing it's has just, all it, the modifications would, already. That's great. Yeah. This is what I would do. It wouldn't be knobbies. I think there's a compromise there. There's a lot of options with wheels and tire choice. Art's, um, that's all Art's getting a little defensive right now. He's kind yeah, of taking it personally. Tire choice, dude. He's yeah. like tucked. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't see what he would do, dude. Yeah, that's like mate, it would be a safari car. This is such a rad car, by the way. Like I, I'm, I'm flipping through these pictures, rad. and I mean GT3 already the 996 GT3 already likes top of the heap, right? And then this thing is just so dialed looking. It sits perfect, black on black, so dope. 
It's a very cool car. I'm yeah, stoked for him. Ditch the French headlights. Yeah. And you're good. It's just yeah. Laminex, right? Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh Mr. It Will Work Out says toaster or toaster oven? Toaster. 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 Toaster oven. Just a lot of me. <laughs> more more uh, slots like, the better. I have a real oven. Uh, yeah. I, I got know. a four four slot toaster. That's same oh, that's key. I have a two. It sucks. Dick. That, that sucks. I'm not down with two <laughs> two slot Dude, toasters. Dude, it takes so sucks, long. Like the, the girls each want like a bagel or something. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to be up for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. It sucks, Dick. When's the last time you took the little tray out of the bottom oh, like, and cleaned like two it? Two years or something? Wow. <laughs> Fire so hazard over here. It, I don't know. If you're into everything bagels, I'd recommend getting on a little stricter regimen. Mm. Yeah. Can we talk about everything bagels for just 30 seconds? It's such sure a funny. Oh, sure. Everything bagels. It's like such a funny trade-off. Like there are many bagel options. Only one of them leaves poppy seeds in your teeth, and they're so hard to get out. What about poppy seeds? How about poppy seed? Poppy seed bagel. <laughs> yeah. Fucking poppy seeds up the ass. How about sesame? That leaves sesame in your teeth. Sesame seeds. That's those true. come out easy. Than, that's better. Those than come poppy. out easy. Okay. What even yeah, is a sesame? <laughs> so there's two. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's, that's my note. Oh, come on, Mitch dude. That's my note. Mitch Hedberg, so you gotta love it. I don't, I don't remember yeah, that. Um, one. well, it was always the, uh, that was the, at the bagelry, that was like the, um, get the most for your money. It was get the slug. Cause it doesn't have a hole in the middle and it was an everything bagel. <laughs> but it, so it was just a big slab. Yeah. And it was like, it a was, roll. it was long. It was like an oval. So it was bigger and it didn't have a hole. So yeah. that was the, it was the, the value same choice. As a normal bagel. Yeah. But they don't make those. They don't make no, those anymore, do they? They don't know, do they? It was too much of a loss. They were making it. It was a huge loss. Everybody was getting them. They were too good of a deal, a loss leader, and it wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, you're looking at all of these bagels and it's like, you know, everything, you know, whatever. So there's two, two bagels, the poppy seed bagel and the everything. (laughs) You pick that one and that's the only choice. Like you got to really like it because it's the only choice that you're gonna have to deal with this aftermath. You basically have to have floss with you to get it. Get, it's get the not the only not choice. The only one. All there's sesame. Pop, there's all the poppy. Sesame. Sesame. Uh, no, I said so. Poppy seed and everything. The sesame ones. Those yeah, those sesame. come out easy. They, those don't get stuck <laughs> in your teeth as gnarly. And they're like they're I'll, white, so like... they don't stand out as much as these like just mm. black. I'll spots. give you that. Yeah, but I feel like I've had sesames like three hours later and be like, oh, that's a sesame. Hey, it's not perfect, it's but like it's better. Treat. It's better. It doesn't stand out as much. It's more of a nice treat afterwards. Oh, well, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I guess we should just be honest here. I mean, cream cheese sticks in between your teeth, too. So any of these things, you are dealing, you could have cream cheese stuck in your teeth. I don't know about, no, I'm, I mean, to be honest. <laughs> what? Let's be honest. And You're saying no? no? Cream cheese does not get stuck between your <laughs> stuck? teeth. Am I, I'm not like the only one. It, resi- there's a residue, yeah, there's like it's a, not it has stuck. a liquid. It's like, it disappears. Hold on, am I am I the only one? Well, I mean, liquid involved. It, hey, is your cream cheese liquid, Brian? That's what my cream is cheese liquid. is not liquid. It's super stiff. <laughs> I mean, it's move. It's a moving. It's a. It's a very. Oh, just tell me. Um, okay, Lane. Lane's done. calling. Lane's saying no, he's never had cream cheese stuck in his teeth ever. Warren, what about you? <laughs> How does it get stuck I in mean, your teeth? I've had a bagel with cream cheese stuck in my teeth, but not just cream, cream cheese. No, you take a bite of, and it, a, and it, take a bite of the bagel, and you end up. <laughs> if you look in the mirror in five minutes, like you might have a little cream cheese stuck in. Five there. minutes? <laughs> Hell no! What are you doing, hey, Brian? Let me ask you this question. I'm just Where asking. Yes or no? Bagel and go. He goes like he just goes. Like, yeah, for five minutes, doesn't touch it. Like, doesn't do anything. I mean, I might have some I'm just water saying, within I, the five I'm minutes. I'm not usually eating a bagel chewing. in front of a mirror, so I gotta, you know, five minutes later, I may <laughs> walk by a mirror. You just go one big bite, one bite, and then that's it, gulp, and you just leave everything else for five minutes? <laughs> five minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm eating a bagel like <laughs> normal. Five chewing? minutes later, when it's I walk by a mirror, there might be some stuff in there. Am I, am I the only I don't one? I know, dude. I know where Lane yeah, stands yeah. on this yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, Lane's using liquid cream cheese. No Lane doesn't make that. sense. Oh, on, Lane man. doesn't make sense. Warren, <laughs> please answer. Okay, I'm moving on. What do you call cream Art. cheese? It's not a solid. Art, what? I call it cream. Have it's you not ever... a fucking solid. Art, have you ever had cheese. cream cheese stuck in your teeth? I have. I have. Ah, yes. thank you, Art. So what at least it's 50-50. What, five minutes later, you have cream cheese stuck in your no, teeth? So have you ever looked the in the mirror and seen it? Who cares about the time? I don't know. I've never looked in the mirror, but you know, you the you, you go through the bagel. Uh, I don't have ice cream stuck in my teeth. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're comparing cream cheese to ice cream? Come on, Lane. Um, 
Yeah, the cream in it. Yeah, I think it, it, there is a point where I always get you, cake you, stuck in my teeth. The, um, the bagel is is you know you go through the bagel and there's still some cream cheese in your teeth, but it, it yeah, it, it, I have that's a thing. I have had that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's five minutes it's on your teeth for thirty mm. seconds and it's gone. Somewhere around there, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Chewing. It's called eating. <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. You All still right, didn't answer, on. Warren. Uh, Lane's obviously off the deep end. Uh, Warren, I you're questionable. No. I, I said I'm off the deep end. I'm I'm like realistic. No, dude. you're Five calling. Minutes later, you no, you're you're drinking. Your you're oh, can I'll I'll take a cup of cream cheese, please. I'll have a glass. You're having beers. I'll have a glass of cream cheese. Oh, the liquid yeah, stuff. Dude. Yeah. I go. I I mean, I did grow up in the bagel, already, dude. It's basically you get a fucking whole cup of cream cheese with your bagel. <laughs> I'm still growing up there. I was just there uh, two days Lane, ago. Real quick, um, I do have a question for Lane. Real quick, that uh, that's related to this. So, are you mentioned a lot of cream cheese? Are you just a saucy guy in general? Like, do, like pasta? Do you want it super saucy? So, no, like, no. I'm just saying, bagelry gives you that much. Gotcha. They give you, an, they basically give you enough for two bagels. Lane, like, if you answer were, the question. Yeah, answer but the question. I do love fucking yeah, fucking all eat a whole, all heat a whole squeeze bottle of Moranos with a burrito. Yeah, the, saucy. keep in mind, people listening. This is a squeeze bottle, the size of the burrito, seventy percent. The same size as the burrito is the amount of salsa that's it's like a ketchup, like a ketchup squeeze bottle that you would see at any. Yeah, that so size. I'm not a big ketchup guy, though. Like I don't use a lot of ketchup. Hmm. I, I don't remember uh, the original salsa. question here. Salsas. It was fucking about. Well, the original question was toaster teeth. or toaster oven. Uh, yeah. um, Okay, let's go around the horn here real quick. Don't elaborate. I don't need an elaboration on this. Just <laughs> give you, me Warren. your fucking <laughs> give me your fucking bagel order. Keep it tidy. Go. Lane. Uh, ideally, okay, half everything, half raisin, uh cream cheese. Dude, you're making them wow. you're burning two full bagels for one? Yeah, dude. I want I want I want that sweet and I want the We got Mariah savory. Carey over wow. here, dude. I want only the only the green <laughs> throw the other half away. <laughs> throw the other half away. Seriously, Whoa. in the trash. Charge uh-huh. me extra. I don't care. I got money. Charge me for two. And bagelry doesn't have those little uh what are those little long oh, fuck, I always forget what they're called. It's these little seeds and I hate them, dude. On oh, everything like bagels. Yeah. And like they, bagelry seed. doesn't, yeah, fennel and bagelry doesn't have fennel. So Don't I fucking like elaborate, it. Lane, Wham said. <laughs> Thank you, Art. Let's get the back people, to it. The people need to know. Art, Art, let's hear Cinnamon, it. Cinnamon, raisin, butter. Wow, no, no cream cheese. cheese. He's like a oh, five you're lactose intolerant. I go butter. You're lactose intolerant. The viewers need to know yeah. that. Okay. It kind of, it reminds, like, I mean, I'm fucking up because I'm elaborating, but it reminds me of a French crepe, <laughs> like the cinnamon kind of with a, with a butter, yeah, you know, sure. like that's kind that's of, a, I mean, that's a we. good bagel, but it's a bagel of a five-year-old. Four-year-old. Yeah, I'm four. I'm four. I like yeah. it. It's like, like it. a poor person's right, bagel, Brian. basically. I'm poor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like when you first discovered ba- rookie bagel. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm keeping the easy, easy entry. Easy. I mean, basic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, I'm, I'm sesame. Toasted sesame. Sesame. You know, sesame after all this. I like every, everything is a runner up. I, like I sometimes make that. Yeah, what do you like oh, on cream it? cheese. Just salt and pepper? No, I mean, if I'll, cream cheese. I'll, I'll go crazy, you know, when, at the bagelry and, you know, get a moxie or whatever, if those are options, but mm. typically it's just like a, uh, Tell uh, me what the moxie is. What's the moxie? It's all the freaking cut is up moxie green, green onion. No, not cashew. It's green onion. Oh, it's loaded green with green and onions, onions and olives all sliced up. Oh, you guys and it's like fancy. that thick. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, if, yeah. if you, if we got locks, I mean, that wins for sure. I love that stuff. Right. I mean, throw capers. that, pile that capers? stuff on. Are you down with capers? Yeah, I love capers, especially with locks. I love capers. Yeah. And yeah, I, I like to hide them, hide them underneath the locks so they don't roll off. That's a little pro tip. That's a good. That's a good huh. uh, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. They stick in the in the cream cheese. Onion capers and locks is just such a great combination. Like uh, red yeah. onion, right? Yeah. Locks with anything, yeah. right? Just yeah. Amazing. So since you asked, I'm a. Uh, I was waiting. Jalapeno bagel. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Tomato herb cream cheese and cheddar cheese melted over. Oh, it. interesting. That's a like weird combo. Melt, Wait, but I like it. Do they don't do that at the bagelry for you? Oh yeah. Really. It's a Wham special. Oh, you're weird. Give it a tr- give it a try. No yeah, thanks. it's up there under Wham special. No thanks. I think you'd like it. It's kind of like uh, pizza. It's like a pizza. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato sauce with cheddar cheese on top. Bagel. bagel you just drip. I like pizza. drip that liquid cream cheese on top. <laughs> I yeah. spray it. Spray I spray it, it on with a little <laughs> atomized. Can't believe it. It's not atomized cream, cream cheese. cheese. Yeah. I can't believe it's not cream cheese. Is what's going on there. <laughs> 
Um, Axel George says, you recently talked about build shows like Wheeler Dealers. How much of the build do you think the stars do and how much is done behind the scenes by others? On that I show? Think Wheeler Dealers, I think, I think Ant's doing, I think, I believe he's doing most of the shit. Yeah, I thought that was why um, Ed China kind of quit because they weren't they weren't showing it, highlighting showing it. it. They weren't highlighting. And then it, there yeah. was there was a debate on whether or not they were going away from having the star do the work. That's I heard I they were just. I thought they were just not. They weren't highlighting it enough. They were kind of like running through that stuff and not showing the details. But yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I think it depends on the show. Like, um, I'm sure they have people helping them. Monster Garage was good with that with Jesse James and they were, they would bring the mechanics in and then they would wrench the whole week and get a show out of it. Right. Yeah. Worship um, Punks was on that. That's right. Jay. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Jay. Um, but I got it. Just depends on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody Each, knows that uh, my ride, they just, they did it, um, all themselves very quickly, um, over the course of a few days. God, dude. The other one that's pretty good is uh, overhauling. I wish they would do like a month long project instead of a week. Yeah. They, they do these full restoration in a week, all like working all night long and, and I'm believe- all these. Yeah, I would believe they do it because they have a crew of 15 guys working on it. Right? Exactly. So. And they're showing it yeah, there exactly. the whole time. They're, they're yeah. highlighting it. But man, you would hope that if it was your dream car, like the build you've always wanted, you're like, <laughs> it's not the 4 a.m. Like stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just get the paint on. <laughs> so I get whatever. <laughs> do, do it. I think that the, the yeah. largest, I mean, it, it's it's more fake than real, though, I think. If you look at most of those shows, I think most of them are, are actually built behind the scenes by a team of people. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two fucking cars and they're working on one that's <laughs> the, the one they're presenting. I don't know. The like, what show, Art? Yeah. What show can you think of that would be like that, though? I, I feel like... Um, I mean, I, I actually do believe that that's happening with Wheeler Dealers. I think that Adam, or, or, or I think, um, I think he's actually, or Adam Anstead. So right? Ant has like three guys Ant. helping him or I something? I said Adam, yeah. Ant is what I meant. Yeah, yeah you I have to. It, it, the, whatever you see is all that they're actually doing. They're optimizing yeah, yeah. That, it, as Wham said. Could be it. And, uh, yeah. I but think, I mean, most shows, they actually show the whole crew building. I don't know. I can't think of another show where it just shows one like, guy. Like Gas the... Monkey, for example. I think that's all BS. Like you're all, no, like, no, because they're a working shop. Dude, I think and it's... And they it's, show like they show the 10 guys working on it. How? Who else would be working on it? I mean, I think that the, what you're seeing is just... What you're seeing is all... I think that it's more of a chrono- chronology thing, right? Like, I think it's like there's... There are more people involved to, and, and it's, it's not as fast as you'd think, or like, I don't know. It's just, I think there's a lot of, I mean, of I'm magic sure about that, yeah, yeah. but, but I don't think that's, I think they have a, dude, they're a working shop with a crew of 10 guys. I'll, and they, I'll those bet 10 they, guys are doing, I'll are bet they add stuff. It's like, I'll, I'll bet yeah, they, they add more. Cause I think they add dude, more. Produ- productions are so expensive. Like so. the, uh, just the production crew behind the scenes, like the hours that they're there, it's, it's gotta, and, just like knowing the the labor that goes into some of this stuff, like you know, I don't know, grinding off, uh, you know, uh, removing uh, uh, padding, undercoating. undercoating from yeah, like un- underneath a car- carpet or something, like a common thing that would have to be do- done for this build. That's just like such tedious work. Like they're not; ha- these are paid actors. They're not having them no, do all not, of though. it, right? But they're not the paid host, actors. They're the host actual, is paid actor. The other people are actually like. But don't they do like the interviews stuff. with everybody and all that stuff? And you know, it's they'll like one on one. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really seen these things. But so, so I would argue that that's a full working <laughs> shop, and I don't think that happens at all, dude. And uh, and like we talking to Chris, um, who does the garage overhauls. Like he was like he was explaining how they do those and. They weren't, they were bringing in like guys to do the lifts and obviously they have guys do the floors. They show all that stuff on the show, but there's not like, there's not guys behind the scenes like doing other stuff. Um, I think in that, in that particular case, that's the case, but I mean, yeah. And I think that's the case with like gas monkey and places like that too. They're a working shop, dude. They're, I mean, not like I like gas monkey or anything. I'm just saying like you have a crew of 10 guys. They're not pulling in more guys to do that shit. It's all about pay and like, I think it's whatever's most efficient, right? They're working on multiple projects and they only have 10 people like they're and they, it's, I, I, yeah, a lot of times they're filming the stuff over like eight months and they're filming six projects at the same time too. I I think I'm going to not necessarily like 
the countdown thing. But, I'm going to have to um, go with Art on this one just because of uh, the bagel scenario that we just had, and I just feel a little more closely yeah, yeah. aligned with Art. That's so. Cool. Oh, okay. That's you awesome. know what's also interesting about the bagel thing is it's um kind of the uh lightweight of everyone. He went with like the most light uh option. Art art did? No cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the Super Legera is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Or like the LTW BMW M three. Okay. Yeah. So what it, oh wait, so L T W BMW three. So what you're saying is like it, it's kind of cool, but it's actually kinda of not that great because it didn't get a better motor, but and it's like Well it definitely is not great. <laughs> Everyone else would go cream. You're missing out. <laughs> yeah, choice, but... You're missing out on yeah. the main part. I, yeah. I see. I think this is very aligned then. Yeah, yeah. Uh the cream cheese would have been like the the S fifty B thirty two or something that they got in Europe, right? Right. Exactly. 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 Gotcha. Um, I think that's a podcast. Yeah, I it like is. it. Sweet. All right. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, not much else to add to that. All right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Goodbye. Brian, you're a I, fucking piece <laughs> of shit. It's official. Every time. It's absolutely official. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah, it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.